0: All right, we're recording. It's the 24th of November. IDH, Triple B at the helm.
1: Uh,
0: today, this evening, I just wanted to start by saying that the uh, I want to apologize for the worship team. They really left it on the table there. You know, there could have been a lot more we got out of them, but uh, you know, they, they really didn't. They didn't drag us deep. They didn't prepare you guys, so this is really going to be a little tougher than it should have been. You know I looked for a good opening act and you know you guys kind of waned a little bit, but anyway, um, Thanksgiving. And I've been taking notes so I know that Matt likes definitions. So we're going to start off with the uh, tenses of thanks and definitions right out of the uh, Tyndale Bible. So the verb thank and thanking is going to be to express gratitude to or to acknowledge God's goodness. Thankful is being conscious of a benefit received and expressive of thanks. And thankfulness is the quality or state of being thankful. Uh, Giving thanks like thanks as a noun, kindly or grateful thoughts and attitudes. So the last couple of weeks, they've been uh, teaching on praise and worship. Uh, Cameron a couple weeks ago, and Matt last week. Did I have that? Yeah, last week, yeah. Matt. And um, of course, I was here for Matt's. So I wasn't here for Cameron's. Wow! But <laughs> I planned that perfectly. Um. Following on the tale of praise and worship, um, you could almost say that thankful. You can say that thankfulness is is so embedded in it that it's it's literally it could be synonymous or just it's an ingredient like you know in bread you know those staples of the ingredients of bread. It's part of it. So praising someone is going to number one. Why would you praise anyone? Why would you decide to praise someone? To praise someone is going to be I've got the definition. To value, for commendation, merit. Or the verb would be to worship, commend, or to give honor to. Um, In praise, you have to have an understanding of why you would give praise because if you're praising out of no reason whatsoever, it's not true praise. If it's a praise, just a, it's flattery, more than it is praise. It will end up being something you're just trying to, uh, either make yourself feel better about. Just say, you know, that awesome shirt, dude. And that shirt is just top of the line. It, have you got a five bucks I can
2: borrow?
0: No. Well, it didn't work. So you can see that the false praise and yeah. flattery is is just in a, in a small example is definitely not going to be there. But the true praise comes from knowing. Facts, knowing whether you've learned them through experience with God or whether you've been through those deep trenches, valleys, dark places and prayed to God and asked for God to help you with things, to give you strength to go on, to give you knowledge beyond normal knowledge. All of the things that we need that we can't conjure up ourselves no book knowledge or anything can take that place. And when God does those things, it fosters that air of thankfulness, that thankfulness we're expressing gratitude, acknowledging God's goodness. And because I'm not gonna be outdone with the the word thing with Matt, you know, he said, Faith it till you make it. And I thought that was pretty cool. I was like, Yeah, man. I like that. Faith until you make it. So I like to think of this thankfulness thing as instead of thanksgiving, I think it should be called Thanks Living. Amen. Thank you. Go ahead. you get into a part of your life where, like he said last week, faith it till you, faith it till you make it. You, you, you come to praise and worship and you don't feel like praise and worship. You don't feel like tonight's your night, right? You're not going to jump up and raise your hands and be expressive of what's going on. And there's a faith until you make it. You can say, yeah, well, I know God's good. He's always good. One of the things that works for me largely in this thankfulness is to start thanking God as your weapon. Start thanking God. Take an inventory. That's, I mean, and I'm, I've dealt with a lot of addiction groups and things of that nature. And one of the things that I always talk to these guys and women about when I was in that program was to take an inventory of all the things you have. Start counting what you, what you have. And it could be something really small. You know, it could be I've got a nice watch. You know, even if it's not so nice, you look yeah. at it and you go, I got a watch that tells me the time. Yeah. I've got clothes on my back. I have a home. You can just go down a list. And we take these things for granted until we start taking that inventory. That brings us back around to a heart of thankfulness. Amen. You literally have to start counting what you've been given. I know people who actually have prayer lists that they'll pray. They'll write down what they're praying for. They'll come back to that journal, if you will. i bet Ryan's one of them. And come back to that journal, and when that, when that prayer is fulfilled, they write it in there, and they write a date beside it. I prayed. That Chris would never have heartburn again. You know. And Chris comes back and says, I haven't had heartburn in six years. That. Yeah, I'll give it to you. If I don't, I can't give it to you, but I'll pray for you on it. But it comes back and they write it down. And when you look at a list like that, when you look at a list like that, how can you not be thankful for what God has done for us? It's a motivator when you have no motivation. Amen. Everything is horrible. My life's terrible. Everything. My dog don't like me. My wife's mad at me. My kids <laughs> oh, don't God. listen to me. My my boss, thanks, buddy. My boss uh, just took me down a dollar an hour. You know, I guess add, add the list here. You you know what you can plug into your own thing, where life is just beating the snot out of you, and you stop. Before you decide to complain, before you decide to start kicking, well, inadvertently, you're going to end up kicking God because he's going to stand there and say, you've been praying all this time. You wanted a bicycle. I helped you out. You know, you wanted your parents to stay together and not get divorced. We did this together. You wanted to go to college you know, we, you wanted all these things and now because your dog doesn't like you and your kids won't listen to you and your wife doesn't want anything to do with you and your boss doesn't like you, now I'm I'm no longer who I was.
1: Reached.
0: Oh, come on now. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah.
1: That's weird.
0: So when you get to that moment, I'm just going I'm, to I'm tailing off again, Matt, from last week the faith until you make it that thanks living, that's a, to me it's a step I'm not one-upping Matt, I'm saying it's a step further. It's a real thing that I use all the time to bring me back into the presence of the Lord. Being thankful. Recognizing what He has done. It's so simple yet so hard for us to do. No. Because we're so focused on every other thing in the world. Can i let me just jump on it right now. Get off Facebook. Amen. Get off Facebook. Reddit, and I, I'm saying these things. I, don't, I know Facebook. The rest of these, I don't know. Get off of Reddit, get off of, stay away from it. I know. But I do good on it. Oh, but I can spread the word. I'm, I don't doubt that at all. But have you, have you seen what it can do to a person? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you seen what one thing said in a slightly off way can start a fire. They yeah. talk about the tongue Starting that fire. James, right? Yeah. Thank you. It's no different. Mono- you know. All right, I know you may not throw it away. You may not get out of it completely. I know there's value in it. But you have to understand. When you're stepping into that realm. There's hurting people. Wanting to hurt people.
3: Mm.
0: And you're going to have to take your licks. If you're a seasoned Christian, you're going to have to take your licks. But you also get to put the power of God out there. And the best way to do that, that wall over there, full of testimonies. I'm looking at them earlier. I'm reading them all. I haven't read them all. I've read a bunch of them, and I love that wall. You know, the thing about that wall is that thankfulness is written on every single piece of paper over there. I watched Joey put another one up. I think I've seen two or three that I recognize that were Joey. Joey, obviously a very thankful man. Tell him, Joey. Hello. So, <laughs> it's like Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. <laughs> but one of the ones that I could relate to earlier was someone said they took a bunch of earwax out of my ear. <laughs> I know that seems pretty stupid. But if your ear... I'm not, I'm not asking. Don't raise your hand. But if you have ear... If you've had a lot of earwax in your ear before and you couldn't hear and all of a sudden it came out, oh my Lord, it's like heaven. Thank God for that stuff, man. Thank Him for all those things, right? Alright, now we got y'all warmed up. There's a couple things I wrote down. I said it is a choice to give thanks by recognition of a benefit received to the one who is responsible. Can you
1: say that again?
0: It is a choice to give thanks by recognition of a benefit received to the one who is responsible. If someone... If someone does something for you and you're inclined to thank them. You're making a choice. Is it worthwhile? Is it could I've done this myself? If you could have done it yourself, it probably isn't quite so heartfelt. Right? Cameron gave me five bucks. Well, I mean I can get five bucks. I can find five bucks for the change in the in the car. So I'm not, you know, hey thanks Cam. Appreciate it. But if Cameron prayed for me, and healed me of cancer. Do you think my thankfulness is going to go up? Not only for Cameron, but for the source, right? Amen. Amen. So what has he done for you that has made you thankful, that overrides the fact that we get complacent, and start to deprioritize the things that He gave us. Now the priority is: How do I look? So and so interested in me, or can I make over five hundred dollars this week? Can I do this? What you know? All these things that and this is why I brought up Facebook and Reddit and all these other good things—they're distraction. Amen. Again. They, they have a purpose, I understand. If you're using them further to the kingdom, I say giddy up. But they're a distraction. You end up finding that you spend far more time consumed in those things and forgetting about the gifts and the promises and the benefits and the blessings that the Lord has laid out there for you. i Book called the Bible is chock full of reasons why you'll never lack ever again.
1: Yeah.
0: But we choose to pick the. I'm, Mark Zuckerberg probably loves me. We choose to pick Facebook instead of digging into that Bible
1: yeah.
0: and finding out where we really have value. Yeah. So it's no wonder. We don't want to be thankful. Because five minutes in the Bible and three hours in Facebook, I wouldn't be very thankful either because, you know what? Joe Johnson's got a boat and a nice truck, and I'm still (laughs) driving that beat-up Ford, man.
1: Uh Uh
0: Karina bought a new double bass drum set, and I can't even play the double bass. (laughs) a million things that I mean Facebook is designed in my opinion uh, uh, there may be again there may be some exceptions but it's designed to show you what you're not in a lot of ways and if you're not mature enough to handle that it's going to break you down and it's not going to make you thankful let's do a little scripture thing let's
2: do it Cassie, please do. Ask, I want to ask you and say something. Would okay. you say that comparison, as far as the spirit of comparison, is against thankfulness or a thankful heart?
0: Say that one more time. Would
2: you say a comparison or a spirit of comparison is against having a thankful
0: heart? Oh, it definitely can be. Um, Again, I mean, just in this room, I, I can look at you and say, Man, Josiah's got more Bible in his little pinky than I've got in my entire body. Which may be true. Did I just go down in God's eyes? No. In his stock? No. Right? And instead of, that spirit of comparison wants me to tear Josiah apart and figure out a kink in his armor. Mm. And I'll find that one verse he doesn't know, and I'm going to exploit him. Right? That I've proven it. (laughs) Ha ha Josiah's no good. Get him out of here. (laughs) The reality is I count on Josiah to tell me when I need to be corrected and when I need to be encouraged. He prayed for me in the kitchen. He heard God's voice. I want a brother like that around me. In the spirit of comparison, it's a it's an evil in my opinion, is an evil, evil thing because it takes your eyes off of the one we should be when I say comparing ourselves to God. Mm -hmm. His thoughts, since we're on the Bill Johnson kick, I can't afford to have a thought in my head that God doesn't have in Mm -hmm. his. So if you want to compare, and the spirit of comparison is in your head, looking at the neighbors, looking at your buddies, looking at your church family in some churches, you know, yeah. who's got the wider three-piece suit, who's got the better amens and the better praise the Lord, and who looks better with that little dance thing, right? It's
2: Monica
0: does. Instead of that, <laughs> Monica's up there, I tell you. And I've got a, I've got a list, it's got scores for all of you guys, by the way, so later on. <laughs> We're going to talk to a couple of you because you really need some work. Anyway, let's get to these Bible verses because... There's some really good ones. Cameron, First 1 Thessalonians 5 18. Hey, one? Ryan, Psalm 104. <clears throat> Josiah, you're looking like an Isaiah man, 51
2: 3. <laughs> I'll
0: take that. Uh, let's see here. <laughs> Elijah. If
2: I can compare myself to okay, Isaiah, that's not that bad. <laughs>
0: Elijah, you get a special one. 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty-seven. If I wrote that down correctly. I'm pretty sure I did.
2: It
1: looks like you. <laughs> you want to say it looks like you did? Nice.
0: <laughs> Alright, Cam. I'm going to
1: read 16 and
0: 17 too. So Please do. So Take liberties when it comes to the Bible. Uh,
1: yeah, the reference is 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18.
3: To rejoice evermore, pray without ceasing, and in everything give thanks.
1: So this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you.
0: Awesome. Wow. The will. Let's see, who was next? It was me. Ryan. You Psalms 104.
3: 104. 100.
0: Verse 4. Okay. 100. Sorry. Nice and slow, guys.
3: Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and to his place of praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name.
0: Thank you. Josiah, you had Isaiah, right?
2: Yeah, he said 51.
0: 51 verse 3.
2: For the Lord will comfort Zion, he will comfort all her waste places. He will make her wilderness like Eden and her desert like the garden of the Lord. Joy and gladness will be found in her
0: thanksgiving in the voice of song or instrument of praise. Alright, who had Colossians 3.16? Nobody. Who had 1 Corinthians 15.57? That was, that was a you. Alright, Elijah. Um, can 55, 55,
2: 55. You can. It says, For death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death, is sin, and the strength of sin you. is the Thank But thanks be to God, which give us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ.
0: Man, Who else got one? That was all you did. We're giving out more now.
3: You want me to do Colossians yeah. 3.16? Please do. Okay. I believe it says, let the piece of God rule your hearts to which you will call to one body and be thankful.
0: I love that guy. Oh, uh-huh. I'm Colossians 3.16. To you now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, Psalm 107.1. God
0: Yes, sir.
2: I'll give Thanks to the Lord for He is good; for His mercy endures
0: forever. Amen. Amen. Psalm seventy-five, one. Yes, Seventy-five. Uh, yes, sir. Isaiah. Uh, I mean, uh, I'm sorry. Elijah. Revelation four nine.
2: We give praise and thanks to you, O God. We praise and give thanks. Your wondrous works declare that your name is near, and. Your name rehearse your wonders. Hmm. What was the reference for
0: your name? It's, it's one. Oh, I'm
2: sorry. And when those beasts give glory and honor and thanks to him that sat on the throne liveth forever and ever.
0: Come on. Even the beast of praises. Say that again, Those beasts give glory and honor and thanks to him that sat on the throne, who lived forever and Cool. What else has got a Bible here? Chris, have done You want to do one? Yeah. Romans 1 21. Where's Ryan at? He would would just spit that one out. (laughs) Spirit.
2: thanks to him, but
1: they
0: became futile and their thinking, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Okay, so that's one that I threw in at the end there, because they refused. Although they knew God, they refused to give him thanks. That's on the opposite spectrum of all of the other ones in the fact that the other ones are talking about giving praise and thanks for everything. God has done and has done will do and for who God is. But 121 talks about when you don't have a heart of thankfulness. You don't have a recognition of the things God has done. He will do. And He's going to do. If that's been you, don't give up hope. If you weren't able to find the thankfulness because you're getting kicked in the shins in the regular, right? On the regular. Don't stop. Mm -hmm. Take your inventory of the great things he has done for you. You have children. You have parents. Let's get out to the raw of it. You have a mom and dad. You may have children. You may have children to come. If you're ready to give up because you've been this way in the past, I ask you, don't allow it to distract you from the thankfulness that comes with just knowing who God is sort of somber right now, but the reality is is he will overwhelm any down in your life. Mm -hmm. Any fear. Any lack. It's incredible. There's not even a contest to your worst day Mm -hmm. of what he has laid up for you. If you're interested, it always encourages me at the end of Revelation when he describes heaven and the majesty and, and the awesomeness. You know, you guys ever been to Niagara Falls? Anybody? You ever been to? went. It's an awesome site, isn't it? It is. Anybody been to the Grand Canyon? that's something unbelievable to be there. Pictures yeah. do it, no justice. <laughs> Heaven its going to make all that stuff look like an amusement park. Yeah. Yeah. And He wants you there. He's built a home for you there. And He's forgiven you for anything that may be dragging you away, any distractions let's go back over this again if you aren't thankful as the definitions i pull the glasses back on here you aren't conscious of the benefits that you've received from God mm-hmm. okay and, and you're unable to express gratitude or acknowledge what is the truth in your life the truth is, anything good you've ever had, it's because He loves you.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Don't ask Him, why God did you not save me from these bad experiences? I mean, nobody likes them, right? Nobody wants to experience heartbreaking things. And he's still with you in those valleys. Right next to you. So much closer than you'll ever know. And when you start to live this thanks living. Where it's always on your mind. Where you always go to it. It'll turn you around in a heartbeat. There's a power in just saying thanks to someone for something. Did you know that? And truly mean it? Somebody gave you something you couldn't attain on your own. There's no way you could have done it. Whether it's money or you just don't have the ability. And he's giving it to you freely. And there's just, it's like amazing. I remember when I first got saved, I realized the first thing that came to my mind was the joy and the awesomeness that was just a relief. I didn't even know the verses about heaven. I didn't know any of that stuff. All I knew was, all of a sudden... I did not feel like hell anymore. Literally and figuratively. And I got a laundry list of things that I will not share right now that disqualified me for the prize. But realizing that I couldn't have won it, I couldn't have worked for it, I couldn't have, hey, boss, can you take it out of my check? And he said, here you go. Makes me go, thank you. Thank you, Father God. Thank you for doing what I could not do. Thank you for giving me my life. Thanks proclaim honor and respect to the giver. And it's only through a grateful receiver will those thanks be upheld to be thankful let's just kind of walk down real quick the breakdown of it Uh, you must receive a benefit you can't do it yourself you must receive something or else if you could have done it you wouldn't be thankful for it we already talked about that you need to recognize the giver with honor and respect and gratitude for he has done what you cannot do. Now you have to proclaim and acknowledge the giver.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: What's the parable of the uh, of the wicked servant? Matthew eighteen, twenty-one through thirty-five. Mm-hmm. You read that up for us, Ryan. Yep. 18 21
3: 35. Yes, sir. <clears throat> then Peter came to him and said, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Up to seven times? Jesus said to him, I do not say to you, Up to seven times, but up to seventy times seven. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a certain king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants when he had begun to set up the accounts, one, one was brought to him who owed him ten thousand talents. But as he was not able to pay his master, commanded that he be sold with his wife and children and all he had, and that payment be made. The servant therefore fell down before him, saying, Master, have patience with me, and I will pay you all. Then the master of, this, of that servant was moved with compassion, released him, and forgave him the debt. But that servant went out and found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii, and laid hands on him and took him by the throat, saying, Pay me what you owe. So his fellow servant fell down at his feet and begged him, saying, Have patience with me, and I will pay you all. And he would not. He went and threw him into prison till, the, till he should pay the debt. So when his fellow servants saw what had been done, they were very grieved and came and told their master all that had been done.
0: All right, now I know the focus of this is forgiveness, but believe me, it's tied into thankfulness. This guy, basically, in in the one of the modern translations, said millions of dollars was forgiven, um, and he goes and beats up on the guy for 500. Was he thankful when he left that encounter from the first with the ruler? Was he like? Man, dude, millions of dollars just got taken off my back, and as soon as he sees the guy that owes him five hundred, he's on him like, yeah, like a duck on a gene bug.
1: All right, I had to throw one of them.
0: I had to throw one of them in there. Thank you, sir. This guy walks away. It's incomprehensible to me that he could walk away with that much on him being forgiven mm-hmm. in the parable of the uh, prodigal it says when the young man of course in your firm, I'm sure you guys all pretty much know it but for the <laughs> sake of argument the uh one son wants his inheritance and leaves and he goes out and lives a wild life and um father's still alive and so uh, the young man spends all his money and he's broke and he has to start working uh, menial jobs and living with pigs we won't get into the uh, the full thing about the pigs but the bottom line is, is he's sitting there eating food out of a pig trough and he says when he came to himself he realized that even the servants in his father's house got treated with more respect than the people who worked with these pigs. Do you think that he thought back with a little bit of thankfulness in the treatment that he had beforehand? He took all the money that was owed to him through inheritance, and he goes out and just blows it. Went to the go-go bar, and he went to the drug dealer, and he went to the jukebox man, got him some music, and got everything going on, right? <laughs> You know what I'm saying? And he he just hit all corners and he went out and he just ran it into the ground. Right? Whole time he won't think about thank you, nothing. No praise, no love. What happens, right? Come on, Stephanie, jump in here with me. They get to the bottom and all of a sudden things look a little different. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'll never do it again. Yeah, oh yeah. Right? But he can't say it's going to make any difference. I can't. I'll never do it again. It doesn't matter. You're in there with the pigs. You're laying down eating the slop. The bottom line is Jews did not like pigs whatsoever. And it was against you know their their law to be cohabitating. And he was rolling around in a, in a slop pit with them. But when he came to himself, and I'm sure there's lots of translations that will make that a little more understandable. But basically he realized And recognized what had been done for him. And he said, you know what? This thing is backwards. I have completely inverted this scenario. I'm going home where I can be a slave that gets treated better than the slaves out here.
1: Mm.
0: And so what happened? You with me, aren't you, Sarah? On his way back home...
2: Daddy came running
0: well, he came running, right? Now you know the Jewish men past a certain age don't run, and it's not because they're old. It's because it's it's a sign of weakness. It's a sign of uh, you're you're above it as a help me out just I actually don't
2: know this. It, the you know this
0: the, the elders of the Jewish <clears throat> community were not to. Sorry, go ahead again. Oh,
2: I'm.
0: I thought you were doing it. It's,
2: it's, it's dishonorable. Right. Okay. That's
0: why they wear, like, the huge robes. Right. And so the younger men did all the work, and they were, it was a, basically, it's a rite of passage. It, to be, you know, as a younger man, you did all the work, you took all the load, you did all these things, and the older men were revered for their wisdom. They were revered for their stature. Yeah. and their, In their culture, the older men were, like, the royalty of their culture. When there was a problem, the young guys just didn't kick the snot out of each other and they'd go to the to the gate where all the older men would sit and they'd discuss their case and they'd make a decision and they'd follow that decision freely, voluntarily so the Jewish guys wouldn't come running most of them would have sat there and waited and said boy walk your butt on home all that stuff you did
1: yep.
0: but in the prodigal who's the older? Who's the father represent that was pretty bad I gave away right there God. Yep. And he came running. Right? Yeah. This comes from, I just spent all the money you worked hard for all your life. Because it wasn't money he worked for. I just blew it all. Mm -hmm. And I did some really bad things. Whoa, I can't relate to that. (laughs) And I turn to come see if my father will allow me to be a slave. And he's running at me. And that wasn't the end either, right? Party.
2: Mm-hmm. Throws
0: a ring on the finger. Yeah. Best road. Best road. Lay it on me. Come on. <laughs> Alright, so are you through looking at being unthankful? I hope you are. But when you do feel down, inevitably, the challenges of life are always going to come beat you down. Why? Who wants to steal, kill, and destroy? Right. Does it not make sense to anybody here that every time you start to get ungrateful, every time you get unthankful, every time you choose not to... Prioritize your inventory of goods received and recognize the one, the only one, who not only gave provision. Here's the one that just blows me up. I'm just... Jesus is the Son of God. He puts his own son to death. This is where I get... I mean, this is... Theologically, you guys who know more are going to have to jump in here because I'm not trying to proclaim anything new. But I'm sitting here going, wait a minute. You're... Jesus, you're you're God. But right. God, you're the son, right. but you're God. But So basically, you put your son to death, but you put yourself to yourself. death.
3: Yeah, amen.
0: Wait a minute. I think some of us, if the gun's pointed out our head, we might be able to go, well, you can take the boy. He, you know, I, I look stay alive a little longer here. He wasn't going to win. Well, I said he's going to win, but, I mean, in our thinking, he wasn't going to win because if he gets the boy shot, he loses a son, but, hey, I'm still alive. Wait a minute. I'm him. I'm going to get shot. He didn't think twice on either account. For his account or his son's account, that's not a new theology. Don't go running around telling everybody, I got something new! Please don't do that. It just blows me away when I think about he not only gave his son, but he stood as his son. Yes. Good golly, if that don't shiver me timbers. (laughs) (laughs) So, you're unthankful for what? Exactly. Because mom and dad didn't let me go out last night. Uh, I couldn't make my phone payment and they cut my phone off. It'll do you good. i will keep you off that Facebook for a day or two. half. Whew. Um, May I with a verse? Sir?
2: May I attack T-Man with a verse real quick? Absolutely. It's Philippians 4:6. It says, Do not fret or act anxiety about anything, mm-hmm. but in every circumstance, and everything by prayer and petition. Definite requests with giving. continue to make your wants known to God, and God's peace shall be yours the tranquil state of soul assured of its salvation through Christ and suffering so nothing from God and being content with earthly lots of whatever sort it is that is peace, which transcends all understanding and shall garrison and mount guard over your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Oh. I just wanted to say that, like. Thanksgiving battles anxiety. Amen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A head on. There's no room yeah. for it. Yeah. yeah. Amen. Anxiety and depression, it tells you everything you don't have. That's what the enemy's constantly saying. Yes. And when you're thankful with your prayer to the Lord, you are putting Him first in your situation because He's going to provide for your need. But I like how it also says, let your wants know to
0: like God cares about you wants to. Mm-hmm. Ain't the truth. Man. Don't make me get in the spirit. Experience. Come on, do <laughs> it. <again. laughs> All right. So i got 40 minutes over here, and that means I probably want to uh, wrap this up, but there's two things that I want to touch on before we, we get finished. i got one more uh, parable that I want. Um, you, young lady. <laughs> Luke 17. 11
2: through 19.
0: You know how to read the Bible, right? Wow. Yes, I do. No, you can look into it. Oh, I just <laughs> it. <swear.
1: laughs> <laughs> I knew it. Luke, <laughs> Luke 17, 11, like, <laughs> 11 through 19. I'm not sure why you're asking me that question. Oh, you got it pulled up. I was going.
0: To... Go ahead, Chris. Let's do it. I'm, I'm going to give that to you. I got another That's one.
1: You're talking about the lepers, right?
0: Yeah. <laughs> All right, hold up now. Hey y'all, 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 check this out.
1: Check this out. This is really cool. Uh, uh, my pastor, priest, and I know I can't do it like Jesus did, but um, on the way, Jesus, on the way uh, to Jerusalem, he was passing along between Samaria and Galilee, and he uh, entered a village. Um, he was met by ten lepers who stood at the stood at a distance and lifted up their voices, saying, "Jesus, Master, have mercy on us." When he saw them, he said to them. Go and show yourselves to the priest. And, and as they went, they were cleansed. Then one of them, who saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice, and he fell on his face at Jesus' feet, giving thanks. Mm. Now he was a Samaritan. Mm. Then Jesus answered, Were there not ten cleansed? Where are the 9 mm. Was, was no one found to return to give praise to God except this this foreigner? Mm-hmm. And he said to him, Rise up and go your way. Your faith has made you whole. Mm-hmm. The others were healed. Yep. They were healed. That means that mm-hmm. where, the, where the, the, um, the disease was eating them up, it stopped eating them up. Mm-hmm. But the
0: one who came back and praised God, he made them whole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That means that it all grew back.
1: They were healed
0: was made holes. That's yeah. awesome, man. That's so cool. I think he believes it. Can yeah. you hear it? Hey, man. Can you hear it? <laughs> I know I can hear it. Uh, First Chronicles 16.4.
1: Elijah.
0: Nah. <laughs> Not yet. Monica. Yeah. First Chronicles 16.4.
2: Chronicles mm-hmm. just
0: for? Uh, If it's appropriate, add something to it. Oh,
2: that's good. And he appointed certain of the Levites to minister before the Ark of the Lord and to record and to thank and praise the Lord God of Israel.
0: Y'all knew the Levites are, right? Right? They were the original priests to do the service before the Ark of Jehovah says the Derby, and to celebrate and thank God, thank, sorry, and to thank and praise Jehovah, the God of Israel. Those guys did the heavy lifting, and there they are, thanking Him and praising Him. Alright, real quick, I'm going to wrap this up, and I appreciate everybody putting up with my silliness. I did a little search on Thanksgiving, the original, not the original original Thanksgiving, but the original Pilgrim American Thanksgiving. Um, not a lot. There's two guys that wrote about it. One is William Bradford, and one was Edward Winslow, so there's a, a little bit known about it. Um, it was a harvest celebration. And basically that just means, you know, they planted, and they got food, and, there's, and that seems like a pretty simple thing, but if you've ever tried to... Run a garden with a great variety of—I mean, these guys. Every that's a, that was their diet, right? Other than deer and you know fish and it, but this was their their staple, right? It's not easy to to make a garden come out with a you know because some of them are... some plants got a bunch, some have none. you some get eaten by the deer. Some you know there's just not easy if you've ever done it. So a harvest celebration is pretty significant. 1621. Thanksgiving feast was to celebrate the successful fall harvest. There was 53 people in attendance that was left over from the original 102 that set off on the journey on the Mayflower. They had to go through the uh, intense winter up there in Massachusetts where they don't see no good temperatures. There was a tribe of Indians called the Wampanoag or the Wampanoag, and they helped them. They showed them what to plant, how to do it. Basically walked them through, you know. wasn't like we were colonizing them right out of the gate, right? These guys were like, you guys are going to die. You're, you're silly. We're going to show you how to work this thing out. So the Wampanoag helped them through that first winter, and that fall was actually, they say it was between September and October instead of in November that the first celebration happened. They didn't call it Thanksgiving. Later on, they ended up calling it Thanksgiving. It's kind of interesting. To let, hang on, I'm to get to a real good point here shortly. There was three days of celebrating. Basically, they would feast daily, and there was recreational activities. 90 Wampanoag Indians were attending this with them. And they didn't even have to be PC. Thank you. Uh, like I said, it wasn't originally named Thanksgiving. It was basically just a harvest celebration. And in July 1623, the pilgrims held a religious day of prayer and fasting not related to the fall harvest. And they called that Thanksgiving. A religious day of prayer and fasting not related to the fall harvest. So that was the original Thanksgiving for the pilgrims basically giving back paying homage because I don't know if you guys have ever seen Dinesh D'Souza's um, the thing on America. I forget the exact name of it, but these are people being persecuted not only for being Christian but by an oppressive king in England. And they they come over the trip itself killed a lot of people. And then when they got there, the winter killed a lot more. And like I said, it's almost half that died. This religious day of prayer and fasting was the original Thanksgiving. Later on, the government adopted it, made it a national holiday, switched it to November, and labeled it feast, basically made it a feast day. The difference in those, and this is in my observation, the difference in those two, Is that when the government made it a national holiday, it was about us celebrating what we had done with our hands versus the original Thanksgiving, which preceded that feast? Was the fact that they prayed and fasted for a good fall harvest? And that was before they knew they were going to have a good fall harvest. So is there a heart of thankfulness in looking forward to what God will do? Yeah, Doesn't look good right now for this person, that person, the other person, for me, for whoever. Praise God for all he has done. Thank him for everything he has done. Whenever you're down, whenever you're scared, whenever you're lonely, whenever you're tired, whenever you're hurt and offended, whenever everything is cornering around you trying to break you to His will, take that inventory of what God has done for you. Start listing it. And I guarantee you, you're going to feel better before the end of the list. Chris, you're going to say something.
1: There's a uh, uh, billboard on a church down the street from my house that says that on what if you woke up with everything that you thank
3: God for the day before? Mm. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, bit. Mm. My, my past, my, my past is on Sunday. If God answered every one of your prayers, whose life would be changed? Yes. Man, you know, I mean, thankfulness isn't not isn't, isn't a selfish act. It's a selfless act because you're taking your eyes and your attention off of of you and placing on the 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 giver. The who I'm um, going that benefit.
0: Absolutely, dude. That's very nice.